Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. At the hospital, there is often a very clear hierarchy. Who has the power and who doesn't have the power? And one day, I was in a patient's room with a nurse and with an investigator from the coroner's office because this particular patient had died following an accident. And one of the physicians slid open the door and stuck his head in and said, who is she? What is she doing here? I've never heard of this, and I've been here for 30 years. And we tried to explain to him that she was an investigator, and this was the process when someone dies following an accident. But that wasn't acceptable for him. He kept pushing the issue, refusing to accept that it was okay for this investigator to be in a patient's room. Now, that wasn't my first experience with this particular doctor where he has done something like that, and I'm sure it won't be my last. People are a little afraid of him, particularly because they don't know what he might do or when he might use his power against them if they said something he doesn't like. He is a person who can use his power to lord it over others. They, and you probably know people like that. They are only interested in pointing out how they know more than others or how they are better than others, and they are usually interested in using their power to gain more power for themselves. It is now six years ago that I was able to make a trip that I had only dreamed about prior to that. I went on a vacation to Europe, and for part of my trip, I went to the city of Vilnius, Lithuania, and from there I went to a place that is called the Hill of Crosses. It's not a very big place, but for hundreds of years, people have come there and put crosses on that hill. And during the years when Lithuania was part of the Soviet Union, the Soviet government would come through every number of years and bulldoze down all the crosses, burn them or melt them down. But even during that time, particularly at night, people would come and they would bring more crosses. They continued to bring them and they would place them on that hill. And then in the late 80s, it is said that Gorbachev said, let them have their hill. And some people believe that the people's persistence and their perseverance to continue to place crosses in that place help them to keep their faith during a time when faith was discouraged. When we read in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we read about the life of Jesus, one who had power and who used his power. But Jesus didn't use his power to lord it over others. Jesus didn't use his power to put others down. Jesus didn't use his power to make himself wealthy or to increase his power over others. Jesus used his power to restore, to bring together, and to heal.
The man with the demons in today's reading is presented as less than human. He's been chained up. He's broken the chains. He has no clothes. He lives in the tombs. He's driven at times out into the wilderness. He has lost his personhood. He has lost his individuality. He lost his name. It is as though there is a war going on inside him. And as we heard at the end of the story, he is again a human being. He wears clothes. He sits at Jesus' feet. He is able to return to his home. Jesus used his power to heal and restore. Jesus used his power to renew a life. The man had no self, and with Jesus' help, he finds himself and can be restored to his family and his home and to his right mind. He was changed. He was given a new life. Now, you'd think people would have been excited about this and eager to rejoice with him, but that wasn't so. They asked Jesus to leave. It scared them. They wanted to keep the status quo. They wanted to keep things the same. They didn't necessarily want change, and Jesus is one who encouraged change. That's probably why he went to the Gerasene in the first place, to a strange land, and that may be why we have this story. Jesus wanted the disciples and all, all people of God, and so that would include all of us, to know that we are also to reach out to the stranger, the stranger who is very different from us. Jesus also wants us to be open in our own lives to possibly going in a direction we don't anticipate. It may mean speaking up. It may mean listening more. It always means being open to the new that God is doing. It means following Jesus' lead to include all people. It means following Jesus' lead to love all people, sometimes even an arrogant physician. So as an aside, I want to tell you that I made it my personal rule several years ago that whenever I saw this particular physician, I would say hello to him, whether he said hello to me or not. And lo and behold, one day, as I was walking by, I said hello to him, and he said hello back to me. Following Jesus' example means to use our power to heal and restore, our individual, personal power, our power as a community, our power as a nation. Following Jesus' example means to use our power to change life. Now, there's a Christian congregation I know where their mission statement reads, change lives, changing lives through Christ's love. That mission statement tells me that they are wanting to be open to God's love changing them, and that they, in turn, as people open to God's love, want to be agents of change in the world. That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy for them to follow their mission statement, to act on it. 
but there are ways that they are helped to live their lives, changing lives through Christ's love, and those ways can also be helpful to us. The members of that congregation are strengthened when they gather together and they share together. They are comforted when they have, that they have one they can call upon in prayer. They are encouraged by the stories from Scripture and the history of those who have gone before and been faithful to living lives following Jesus' example. And they are nourished when they gather together around God's Word, which becomes for them and for us food for the journey. Jesus used his power to heal and restore. The Hebrew scriptures are also full of stories of God's power. Today's reading is interesting in that Elijah is ready to just give up. And God promises to come to him, tells him to go to Mount Horeb and says he will come. And there's this great wind blowing everything around, but God isn't in the wind. And there's an earthquake which shakes everything, but God isn't in the earthquake. And there's a fire, but God isn't in the fire. God comes to Elijah in the sound of sheer silence. God appears to him not in power, but in silence, and reassures Elijah that he is not alone. And so neither are we. In our day-to-day -day actions and our decisions, how do we use our power? Power when we spend our money, our power in our actions, our power in our use of our time, our power in our words. Last night I was having dinner with some friends and we were talking about family remembrances and stories from our childhoods. And the one woman shared with us a story about her grandfather. Her grandfather loved to tell stories. She was only eight years old, but she began to notice that the stories were a little different each time. And sometimes he looked better in them, and other times he emphasized another part. And so being eight years old, she wondered about that. And so she asked him one day after he'd finished telling the story, she said, if this is a true story, why is it different every time you tell it? This man was her grandfather. He could have used her po his power to say, well, you know, I just love telling stories and I just uh, exaggerate sometimes and make it a little more than it was. But instead, he used his power and he said to this little eight-year-old, you are so stupid, education is wasted on you. Now, fortunately for her, her mother was in the next room, and her mother came out with a wooden spoon in her hand and had some words for that grandfather. And so this young girl knew that that wasn't really the truth. May we, each one of us, 
look to how Jesus used his power and use our power to also bring healing, to bring restoration. And may we each know that God will be with us through our community, through our family, but also in the sound of sheer silence. Amen.